the sporty show welcome to championship chatter with the commissioner volume 12 of the 2021 fantasy season i am your host uh that's me pat the commissioner of both these leagues uh, the, the dynasty league and league of enthusiasm and with me my co-host and returning uh this l uh the champion of never nudes uh, and that's of the Dynasty League. So let's give a quick rundown of uh, League of Enthusiasm Week 13 box scores. All right, so we're going to start with my team, which is also going to be the unlucky team of the week. I am completely 100% knocked out of the playoffs now with this huge dominating loss to Chicago Twisted Maniacs. That would be Brad, who is now 4-9. I am 5-8. and eight. We're the 8th and 10th seeds. We both cannot make the playoffs. His only uh, good thing about this was he's all like, yeah, fuck you. You're out of the playoffs now. Also, he was the high score of the week last two weeks in a row, mind you. 143.3 points from Brad, putting up a late ditch effort in the league to just kind of not look super terrible. Oh, also, I want to go uh, over my my predictions for Week 13. I went 0-5. Al wasn't here last week, so we went 0-0. That brings me to 26 and 29 overall, and he stays at 26 and 24. Yeah, see, I'm taking my lead, and I wasn't even there. <laughs> uh, next, we have what I dubbed the game of the week, Tom versus Jordan. That'd be Demac Flop Servant versus Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks, and... Tom picked up a big win to put him in the the sixth seed. He is in the top six now. So that makes this next week for them huge. Uh, then we have the Weapon X Project defeating Rob Zombies 97.9 to 88. That's Jake staying steady in that ninth seed. Can't make the playoffs, but... He could be potentially knocking Rob out. Rob is in the fifth seed right now. We have the fourth, fifth, and sixth seed all tied at six and seven. So this last week, week 14, is going to be huge for those teams. Then we have a battle of the best. We have the guru, Sean, falling to Nick's Yetis, obviously Nick, uh, 97.5 to 132 points. Nick uh, secures his buy. With that, at ten and three, and Sean falls to eight and four, eight and five. Then, last but not least, we have come get some Dan, eight and five now in third versus your mom loves black chub. That'd be Trey, who's in fourth at seven and six. Dan gets the big victory here, one hundred and fifteen and a half to eighty five and a half. All right, so that brings us to Jordan, who was the low for the week at 80.1 points. Uh, On the curse update, Tom picked up a big win last week, but he needs to do it again to secure a spot for the playoffs. And what brings us next to the MVP race update, in first place, Jonathan Taylor with 11 votes, and then in second place, Cooper Cup with nine votes and a total of 204.1 fantasy points on the year. And in third place, we have Nick Chubb still with nine votes, 137.3 fantasy points on the year. 
Then we have the Aaron Hernandez quarterback of the year race for straight killing it. Number one, Justin Herbert, 18 points. In second, Jalen Hurts, 18 points. And in third place, Kyler Murray, 15 points. So it's really only down to these three teams here. Um, Trey needs Kyler Murray to have the most points overall by starting quarterback this week and for him to also have the most points on on his team. So I guess, yeah, most points overall by a quarterback that starts this week to bump him up to 18 points, and then he needs to hope that Justin Herbert is not the highest-scoring guy on uh, Dan's team. And then, yeah, I mean, like, uh, Nick just needs Jalen Hurts to play to give him a shot. Then we get to predictions for the League of Enthusiasm matchups for week 14. We're going to start with this shit bowl game between me, the Anti-Dentites, at 5-8 and eight versus Jake, the Weapon X Project, also at 5-8. and eight. I'm projected to win right now, but he hasn't even set a lineup yet. I'm going to go ahead and select Jake, though. Um, hold on, I was figuring something out. <clears throat> I would have to go Sadly, you. Yeah, let's you do have, it. What, Rogers Cousins? Rogers Cousins and uh, the running backs of Green Bay. <sighs> Bridgewater just kind of sucks. Um... He, I, I don't know. I, I thought Bridgewater would have been, been better this year. Um, I just, yeah, he's just bringing it down because Burrow's obviously a stud. Um, Zeke Mon- Montgomery's pretty good, but like, I don't know. The quarterbacks it, it pushes too much. Next, we have Dan. Come get some at eight and five versus the shy style hot dog heart attack six and seven for Tom. Tom needs to win this game. I picked Dan to knock him out of the playoffs, potentially, and to uh, get a nice little boost for himself. I'm always going to be picking Tom uh, whenever his quarterbacks are healthy just because he's got uh, Mahomes and Josh Allen, and both of them can completely go off. So um, as long as there's not the extreme weather game against the best events in the league, Josh Allen's going to be a lot better than he was this week. Because so. that was an insane game to see three passes and by the winning team. Yeah, that was weird. They reminded me of, like, prime Tebow on the Broncos stuff. Like, they throw six times or some shit, and he'd still get two picks. Next, we have the bottom of the barrel team, Chicago Twisted Maniacs, 5-9, and nine, Brad versus the Guru. In second place, Sean at 8-5. and five. Uh, Pretty sure Brad, because why would I ever pick Sean? I definitely picked Sean to win this. Outside of his Lamar, like... Props for you, John. Good good pick. Then we have Nick's Yetis. First place, 10-3. and three, Does not need to even win. Uh, versus Your Mom Loves Black Chubb. Trey, who should try to win this game? He needs to get another victory. To can, uh, I mean, like it, it's so close here at the bottom or in the middle that he needs this victory. I, however, have picked the best team in the league, Nick. Uh, he's missing Jonathan Taylor, so that's pretty big. Um, yeah, but he also hasn't skipped a beat while missing Derrick Henry as well. 
Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, is Fields even going to play? So he might only have one quarterback because I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything on his bench, right? Who Nick? Yeah. Now Hertz is uh, out as well this week. I don't oh, they, okay. Yeah. So the fact that there's a good chance. Oh, and two is on by. So yeah, easily going Trey. He might be going against someone with no quarterbacks. So. Which, that's the thing that, like, the only bad thing about having a two-quarterback or a super flex league, it's you, everyone's probably going to run in a week like this where it's buys don't match up, dudes hurt, all of a sudden there's nothing there. Yeah, that happened to me this past week in League of Enthusiasm. I ended up having to pick up Mike Glenn at the last minute. That's at so least someone who's playing, I at least had though. someone who was playing. Well, I initially had Marcus Mariota slated in there who I picked up middle of the week. To just be like, all right, you're a guy that maybe you can get in the game and get a, like a rushing touchdown. Which isn't. I saw something that Jake Fry might be starting for the Giants. And he would have been there for 11 days and their quarterback coach has been out for co- with COVID or some shit like that. Oh, my God. So, and I think they play, the, I want to say the Chargers. So, like, Chargers defense in any league. Yeah, that should be uh slam dunk. All right, now we move to the last team or last game of uh, week 14. The Mac flop serving Jordan, six and seven, versus Rob Zombies, Rob, six and seven. This is a huge fucking game. Uh, I like Rob's uh, running backs better because I think the quarterbacks aren't too far off. Um, You know, Dak and Jimmy, and then Stafford and Heineke. That to me, that's you know, it could swing huge one way or the other, but I wouldn't be able to guess which way. So I would just go Rob off of his uh, running backs. I have also selected Rob to win this game. Yeah. Then we'll be transitioning to the Dynasty League, but hold on, Dan. Don't jump out of the podcast yet because. At the end of our Dynasty League, a little summer up and predictions for week 15, 14, uh, we're going to talk about uh, potential expansion. I think it'd be cool. So week 13 results. Um, apparently, me, while trying to rush through the podcast last week, uh, predicted the wrong week. So I'm just going to say I went 0 for 0 and... Uh, my co-host also went zero for zero. So that leaves us at an overall of me 38 and 12 on my predictions and Al a 41 and 9 on his predictions. I'm going to hold that lead the rest of the year. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So we're going to run down real quick uh, week 13 results. So the reigning defending champion Never Nudes defeated Make Juju Great Again Al Beating Mark in a pretty big game, 141 to 141.7 to 123.4. I got pretty worried. <laughs> no, if I I thought if I lost that, there's a strong chance that I'd be missing the playoffs. But like Tom does have two playoff matchups coming up the first last two games, and everyone else has at least one of playing against the non-playoff teams. So Tom might be the odd man out, but um. No, I, I was I was concerned about losing that and this year being a throwaway. Then we have the exact opposite. We have uh, the Fug-Offs versus the Guru. That'd be Rob versus Sean in a matchup that was 65.3 to 33.8. 
And they're just trying to be as bad as possible right now so they can get that pick, that top pick. It's obviously the smart move to do that. I really enjoy that the two of them did not combine for 100 points. I I think that this is the way the league really should be working, where there's half of the league is trying to make the playoffs and win a championship, while the other half of the league is focusing on rebuilding their team. Yeah, I I think um, expansion might fix that a little bit, but well, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that's. The point of a dynasty league, where yeah. half the league is trying to rebuild and half the league is trying to. Oh, I've been compete. pushing this. I've been pushing this for a while. Like, dude, if you're not gonna make the playoffs, just sell off everything. But you obviously need to hold on to your pick. So, well, you don't have to, but it's very, very beneficial, obviously. So, another uh, battle of the bottom five. We have the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers versus Johnson's out for Harambe. Ryan defeating Trey, 126.8 to 108.3. Yeah, Ryan's clearly got the best team that's not going to make the playoffs. Like, he's been consistently putting up points and stuff. So, um, I think he's not that far away from being a contender again. He's got three picks coming up and stuff. So, um, yeah. Then we get to the games of the week for week 13. We have Gotham City Rogues versus the Green Bastards. Jake picking up a huge win over Zach, 117.2 to 114.4. And this puts our top three teams. Jake is still only in third third place with this win, but... Everybody now in the top three is ten and three. Anything to say about that? Nope, I got nothing. I I don't want to jinx myself. I'm one of the 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 five, and I don't know. I have yes, you two Zach easier and Jake and, are now ten and three. Yeah. Then we get to. Maybe the biggest game of the week. We have the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks versus Speed Kills, the story of drafting a killer. I beat Tom 109.7 to 105.7. What the fuck? I didn't even think that that was going to be possible this week. And then all of a sudden, when it was close at the end, it's like, oh, shit, this might actually be a thing and stuff. It definitely shakes up the playoffs because if he would have won, then, yeah, there would have been the four teams uh, with 10 wins, and then Mark would have been uh, game behind, plus he's lowest on points out of all those teams. So um, Now it gives Mark a fighting fucking chance. Yeah, like, yeah cause Tom's got... Him and Mark now are 9-4, and four, and Mark's got a little bit of a deficit to climb with the points. So Tom's yeah, got him beating points. But, but Tom's got... Uh, he's got Zach and... Where's his other game? Oh, yeah, and then Jake. So, like, those are two, like, he could very well lose those and just be miss out. So, Mark's got to win one game, potentially, to be in. So And Mark plays me this week. Yeah. Which so, I'm going to try to beat him. Yeah, you, obviously, you're always trying, but, like, I don't know, Mark's got a really good team. So, that would be tough but still i need to i need to have these it's miracle, po- miracle it's possible, finishes like, a bet you know a down week and then i don't know sean sean's been doing a good job of benching his his team so like there's a strong 
there's I'd say there's at least over fifty percent chance he wins at least one game. Yeah. And I don't know, I'd say maybe twenty five, thirty percent Tom loses both of them. So like there's I don't know, definitely the possibility, so and that brings us uh there was really I mean there's waiver wire pickups these past couple weeks but there's been really nothing of note there's been a couple of like oh. ah, someone's getting up a defense here or someone's picking shit. up a, a tight end or something like that that they're not even gonna start it it's just depth plays by the defense or by the playoff teams mostly yeah uh, I know Rob picked up a, a wide receiver but I, I think I, Kendrick Bourne yeah, he's like, all right, let me yeah. cut this fucking O.J. Howard who hasn't really Which done I was anything. surprised when – I'm still surprised when he cut uh, Brandon Ayu because he was still on a pretty cheap contract. Like, he was sucking, but, like, I don't know. It's still – I think it was, like, $11, $10 maybe like that. So Yeah, I probably would have kept Ayuk. Whatever. Uh, obviously no trade since the deadline has passed. And that brings us to predictions for the current week. Week – 14 the last two weeks of the regular season in the league of Dyn- er, in the league of dynasty the dynasty league we're going to start it off with the best matchup of the week speed kills versus make juju great again i'm going mark i'm also going to go mark <laughs> but i think it's i'm a- coming at you mark i'm coming at you full-fledged with my best possible fucking lineup we're going to tear you down Brick by brick. That's the biggest spread on projection so far for 35 points out of this week. So I, I, eh. I'm not going to go against that. Y- yeah, I mean, like, my, my team is just – I've won twice. I'm 2-11. and 11. Well, Shit happens. We're going for that big three right here. Let's finish out the, the season strong speed kills, and let's get our third and our fourth win right here in these last couple weeks. And then we'll just finish the season out strong. Well, yeah, I've also picked Mark to win. Yeah. Uh, on to the next game. We have the reigning defending champions, the Never Nudes versus Johnson's out for Harambe. This will be you, Al, versus Trey. I'm going mean. That's 24-point projection for me to win. Um, as long as people aren't getting arrested, hurt, something in the next week, because it's been tough for me to put out full lineups a couple times. So, I also have picked you to, to win this matchup. I mean, it's a top five versus bottom five. Yeah, a couple of these are pretty easy. So then we have Jake versus Sean. I was I would never pick Sean. Gotham City Rogues versus the Guru. Obviously, we have both picked Jake to win this, as he is ten and three and on a fucking tear as of late. Versus Sean, who, as you said, is doing a great job in setting the worst possible lineup he can. Yeah. Next, we have the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks versus the Green Bastards. I have picked Zach to defeat Tom. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to go Zach. Uh, he's got the... Wait, where's his matchup? Not even the right fucking week. Um, no, I'm I'm going with uh, with Zach. His, I know his receivers are getting a little thin now, um, so that might be an issue for him going forward and stuff. Um, Damian Harris on bye is going to hurt him a little bit. Um, but, you know, he still has, you know, Cream Hunt on his bench and stuff, so he has options to beat Tom. And last, but certainly not least, we have the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers versus Fug Offs. So that would be Ryan versus Rob. 
and bottom five matchup, <laughs> but Rob has been better at setting the worst lineup. Oh, by far. Rob's doing an excellent job with that, and Ryan, uh, he's putting out the best lineup he can. He's kind of stuck in that he's going to have the fifth pick kind of regardless. Yeah. I have also picked Ryan to defeat Rob, and that is our predictions for week 14. Now we're getting on to a little bit of nugget that we wanted to talk about because I I find it very interesting and intriguing, and I am 100% for it. I know we've had very minimal talks about it in the past, but it's exciting to talk about potential expansion for the Dynasty League. And, Dan, the reason why I want you to listen is because I know you've expressed some interest in the past in joining the Dynasty League, and we just haven't had an opening. But if we expand to 12 teams from 10, then you're definitely one of the 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 teams like you're one of the people I would want in the league. And then Al has uh, a person that he thinks would fit wonderfully in our league as well, which would bring us to 12. And we have some ideas on how we can do that. Uh, one obviously is going from a two quarterback league to a super flex league. Yeah. I think if there's 12 teams, there's only, you know, limited amount of quarterbacks and stuff that, uh, you'd obviously need to make that uh, easier for people to fill, you know, that void or whatever. So not going with a quarterback when you can just throw, you know, hopefully a receiver has, you know, that breakout game with two touchdowns or some shit. So at least you get some sort of points and you're not completely out of it. And then the also obvious things would be, we you know, we'd pick a year, a couple of years down the line to do this and then set up very specific things that we're going to do for the initial expansion. So I was saying that... Um, also, we were talking about what... Because the league has been kicking around the idea of getting rid of kicker and defense. That yeah, when so we, we do the expansion, just do that. Drop kickers and defense, and then I would still say we do the uh, adding of a wide receiver. Yeah, three wide um, receivers. And, and then and changing one of the other positions to a uh, second tight end. Um, that or a flex something, I don't know. It would just be converting. So you'd still be starting the same amount of players, 10. It's just no kicker, no defense. For sure, add a receiver. So we're adding the need for depth at the position to, like, increase that value to, to kind of balance things out. Um, and I, w- I would still suggest doing a second tight end and then dropping the half-point PPR for it. Um, so that's how I think it could affect the roster or whatever. You know, there's things we'd have to figure out as far as, like, whoever's coming in. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm saying this would happen for the 2024 offseason since um, 22 and 23 we already have picks out that have been traded and stuff. So once everyone knows, um, you know, if this were to happen, none of the picks are affected yet. We would have to figure out um, where these new players, their picks – in the rookie draft would go for the initial year. And then after that, it would just go back to normal, you know, results based or whatever. We have an idea on what we could do for that, where we do some sort of like lottery draft where the team in 23, that is worse has the most entries in that lottery. And the team that won the championship has the least amount. And then the, the other two teams expanding would have around where like the third worst teams amount of, picks in the in the or like yeah opportunities to be drafted high so 
you know, if we want to do a full fledged lottery for, I'm assuming the non playoff teams that year or whatever, um, you know, whether it's that or I would suggest, you know, one uh, another option would be just put, you know, number one through eight in there. You know, the first expansion team picks and whatever number that is, that's where their pick is, and then they would have that. They um, just fall in line to where the for other each guys of the are other at. rounds, or you can make it where they would automatically get you know the first or second pick of the second round, or do it again where it's where's your pick gonna fall in the next one, and then in the second round, and then the third round, just so it's kind of randomized. They're not guaranteed, you know, they're guaranteed a top eight pick at least, but like you know, if you're a bad team rebuilding, like you were saying, if you're waiting on that twenty four pick to kind of take you over the top, like if that's how things map out for you you automatically not getting the first pick even if you have the worst team kind of screws you over so um but yeah there's different options of you know it's just the rookie jeff is something that we're gonna have to figure out um how it would affect that and then also i think the, the best way draft. and the, i think the best way and the fairest way would be to do some sort of lottery yeah i don't think anyone should be guaranteed any of the picks um so if as long as there's some chance to, um, you know, make it that the expansion teams do have a shot at the number one pick, but they're not guaranteed the number one pick. Yeah. So. Um, but then um, the I think the biggest thing would be the expansion draft, really. Yeah. And so, we've had a few conversations on, on how we would do that. So the two options really would be, so the you know the two teams would obviously just be pick going back and forth picking or whatever. Um, then the thing is, what pool of players are they picking from? So I had suggested that um, you know you don't have to do your 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 cuts right away to get under or whatever. Obviously, so if you just hold on to those players, and then you can either protect a certain amount of players. Uh, off your roster, or I was, I think the the better option would be, we have a four hundred dollar budget. So if you have three hundred dollars worth of, these are the players I protect. Any of the players I want to try to keep that's above that would be eligible in this expansion draft. And then the expansion team that picks a player, they would just absorb that player and you know keep the current tra- contract and everything. So yeah, my idea would be is if we're gonna go. Let's say, just for ease of sake, we go with a $300 budget that you can save on your team. Yeah. So uh, my idea would be to do the expansion draft during the off season in the middle months where <laughs> there's not as much going on. Okay. And that way teams haven't really cut guys. Like, obviously, yeah. we'd, we'd get to a point where, like, let's say we're going to do it, you know, uh, Joel – June 1st, mm-hmm. just hypothetically, right? So we're going to do the the expansion draft June 1st. I would want everybody to have their rosters of, like, their picks of who they're going to, they're going to, you know, block off and, and say you're they're undrafted. Yeah, they're, they're protected. They're protected players off your team and stuff, which. Um, By, like, mid to late May. Yeah, so if you're if you're suggesting doing something that early, like they would also if we're making all, like if we're gonna be making these changes, or whatever, you can at least have the conversation of when like do you want to change the timing of different things during the off season, like doing this early or whatever, you know that's that's fine because this is gonna be a one time thing or whatever. But like, do you want to change it also? Like, do you want to bump the? Because I know a lot of not a lot of leagues would do a rookie draft, like at the beginning of training camp almost. 
it's a option. I don't know if I would necessarily want it because keeping it where we have it, you're gonna have the most information to you know make the best. Yeah, pick there's stuff. there's uh pros and cons for both. Like yeah. I would say it's easier to just keep it where we have it right now, yeah. just based on everyone's kind of accustomed to it. Where <laughs> it's not a, a super new league, but like this would be kind of like having a soft reset to the league. So, but with the the timing of that, if you're gonna you know keep the rookie draft, which I kind of would want to, um, would it make sense to just do the expansion? whether do it the day of week before something where it's closer rather than I, I like early. the idea of still putting it out in the middle of the, se- the middle of the off season there because like it'll also you give these teams now that have they like, can plan a little bit better well like one they can plan a little bit better yeah. and two like now trade like we'll like right after that at that day like when we're doing the expansion draft we'll also have the um the bottom six teams plus the new expansion teams involved in a lottery for mm. uh, the reset of, you know, whatever year we're doing it, whether it's a 24, 25, 26 draft and, and having like uh be like also having that redraft kind of right, not redraft, but like resetting the draft order for that year. And we'll just do the expansion thing right there. So if like the expansion team, let's say it's Dan, comes in and he gets the third overall pick he's got the third and the first the third and the second and the third and the fourth yeah just do it nice and clean yeah you can do um i was gonna say you can do that or do you know like i was saying one if you do one through eight you can do each round keep it really random you know mix it up whatever but you know for continuity or whatever um you know that's just something that needs to be just you know decided upon you know the pros and cons of whatever if we get to that point and needing to figure it out so and then the the last but not least part portion of it which is more of the fun version of it really is uh how would we break down a schedule with 12 teams should we go to uh two conferences i think actually playoff the teams. uh playoff uh how are we going to do that because right now we only send four teams so we send less than half um, our idea was we'd start sending six teams to the playoffs and so it'd be now half the league is going to the playoffs, but there'd be two uh, buys in there. So the number one and the number two seed would be going in as uh, having a buy, and then three through six would be going three weeks in the playoffs. So we'd, we'd do 15, 16, 17 uh, as, as the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more thing that we were thinking about would be fun would be instead of having two conferences, why don't we just have three divisions of – four teams yeah to where we could really build rivalries and you play each team in your division twice yeah so and with then the, the other team won. with the scheduling since we'd be needing a third week for the playoffs and stuff like you're saying um the regular season go one through 14 um so what my proposal for this would be is to do three divisions uh four teams apiece you'd play everyone in your division twice which would be six games and then you play the other eight teams once which would get you to 14 it'd be a nice clean schedule um like pat was saying it'd be good for developing better rivalries because you'd be playing you know the team that you play twice is going to be the team that you're always playing um i would suggest playoff wise um still do um the order of standings for for standings or whatever but then each division should be guaranteed one playoff spot. They do. It's just not going to be the top three. It's wherever you fall, whatever. 
So if the top two teams come from the same division, they both get buys. Like, yeah. Well, that get, just makes sense. Yeah. So um, I would, that's what my suggestion for, uh, for would be for that. Um, but I think the divisions would be end up being pretty cool. It's we already know, even kind of made what we think would be the so I guess the three the, the funnest the divisions. three options for divisions are when uh, when we go, you know, when this transition happens. You go off the standings and, like, just balance it off evenly that way. But that's kind of lame. And plus, year to year, different teams are going to be competing and stuff. So that's only going to hold true for maybe that first season. Um, who are you going to talk the most shit to? Yeah. Who, so are you gonna, who are you going to get into a good fucking rivalry with? Yeah. So who do you know the most? You can randomize it to which whatever. But then that's kind of lame. But like you're saying, what to develop the best rivalries and stuff. We had thought that um, the best, I guess, the best combinations for the three divisions would be the first one would be Mark, which these actually, you know, when, at least at the current moment, this would actually be a good balance of good and bad the, teams. the good and bad teams or whatever. Um, the two uh, expansion teams would be in different divisions, so like that would kind of balance itself out. Um, but yeah, so for the first one, we had Mark good team and then pat sean and rob i think be a lot of fucking shit talking good. a lot of good rivalries and realistically I, I would say that like sean and i know mark the best yeah because i've i've still yet to meet mark if you're listening mark how's it going um but uh i don't know that's you know between yeah you you guys know mark the most i guess but then um yeah, I don't know. You, you, Sean, and Rob would just be constantly kind of shit hilarious talking. going back and forth. That's got some NFC East potential from like those few years <laughs> where it's like, it's like, oh, you know, this team automatically gets in because they're in this division or whatever. But Mark's team's good, obviously, and he's been running well and he's won championships in the past. So, um, but yeah, the second one we have um, Ryan and then the expansion team Dan with uh, the brothers Jake and Zach. You know, they're all grew up in Johnsbury. I know Dan's good friends with, with Jake and stuff, and then obviously the brothers. And So I think that would be a, a, a good, healthy rivalry. Yeah, I think that those. would be good. Um, I don't know how Dan is. I know he did pretty good, in, I think, last year's LOE or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like those are solid, well-run run teams. Which, with yours, like, I feel Mark seems to have a plan, and then – you other three but mostly you and sean you're all over the place so like the fact that you two would both be going back and forth with i don't know your extreme ways to build teams and stuff hey man i've calmed it down i'm going to more of a relaxed yeah you you're definitely slowly getting back on the tracks but like it's it's still a little all over the place but um, but yeah, the last one would be interesting because it'd be Tom and Trey, which I'm pretty sure they know each other. That's what you had said that you know they're friends and stuff. Um, and then me, the fact that me and Trey, I feel build our teams in complete opposite ways is interesting. So putting us in the same division would be fun. And then I feel like me and Tom have already started developing a rivalry. We were kind of the lead competitors the last couple of years, and we've done I don't know a couple big trades in the past. So that's always interesting. And then the um, other expansion team would be my my friend McDonald. Basically, I want him and Tom in the same division because 
It would be like Tom is negotiating trades against himself. <laughs> I immediately, within the first couple of weeks of being in this league and talking with Tom, like he reminded me 100% of this person. And he's really good at, you know, he's a very good fantasy player. I've been playing with him for 17 years, I think. Um, I don't know. He's one of my really good friends or whatever. But like the fact that those two would be competing head to head, it would just be a very good. Um, so basically, it's, it's it would be entertaining to say the least. What we're like, trying to say is we really want to make this push, and yeah. let's make this league better. It's a fun idea, deeper, and just remember that if you're worried about the depth and the great team that you've built, you can do it again. And we're not saying, "Hey, let's get rid of our entire team." Yeah. We're saying let's figure out as a league how we can do this, whether it be protecting a certain number of players um, or protecting a certain amount of salary from your team and and figure out a way to just make make this more fun. I guess just look, look at the pros. You'd be adding two more people. Like I know I, like, I don't talk to Dan a bunch. Plus, like, I, would, cool. I would love the idea of this divisions where it's just like, I'm just constantly beating the shit out of Rob and Sean and going toe-to-toe with Mark. And then Mark goes 6-0 and through all you guys. <laughs> hey, man, he's the Green Bay Packers, and I'm trying to not be the Lions. That, oh, dude, that kind of is, like, Rob's got some Vikings feel where it's like he's pretty good. Like, usually that playoff team can make a push every once in a while. Sean's the Bears where it's like you'll have a good two-year stretch but then be bad for like six years. And then you're the you're the Lions. You're the Lions fan, coincidentally. Um, and you're just all over the place. And I don't know. Yeah, we're going to try to study this shit. We're going to try to be more like Cleveland. Think of like Mark. Mark went from winning what back-to-back championships. He had, I think, one or two down years, which I think the Packers have done that like once or twice maybe where it's like, oh, yeah, we were bad and then – you know, whatever thing that was wrong, we fixed it, and all of a sudden we were back on top for the next six years. But, um, yeah, I think this could be fun. I'm mostly looking forward. And, and like, yeah, I brought up the fact of, like, what if your team sucks, and then all of a sudden you're screwed out of the first-round pick. That's because, like, I've been yeah, the you, bottom team that also, hasn't been picking because I've your, traded my picks. You've had your chance but to make now it's better. But like, <laughs> I've... Like, I'm making a hard stance, and I understand your uh, apprehensive, apprehensiveness. I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say, so I don't like, know, I'm just thinking. I understand be- if you're wary about doing this, but I think in the long run it'll be great. It'll literally only affect us for one off season, and then we're – and that's yeah. why I was kind of also mentioning that this would be like a soft reset to the league. If you think of it too, by because the pa- I feel like the past year or two is what I've been predicting to happen since I joined the league. Where it's that's like, also that initial, why we're bringing it up now. That initial the initial draft had wild salaries and stuff, and once those start going out, and these people that were drafting the first round like four or five years ago, their salaries like. Yeah, I took Derrick Henry at two, and so he started with a high salary, but he's also it's gonna be what his sixth year, seventh year, something like that. So I think I'm it's gonna be thirty nine bucks, which is still obviously worth keeping by every means, but like it's not 
that you know fifteen twenty dollar yeah, player anymore. So down. like once you start building those, like I'm, I guess it's now going to slowly transition to the top end players are going to start getting be at least be more available via trade or um, or even in free agency or whatever. You know, if if people can't keep everything, like Zach Zach's house is going to be good because he has like a hundred and fifty bucks still. So he should be fine. But like I know I'm going to be up against it. I think uh tom maybe mark is going to be close um i know jake's going to be close because um well wilson alone's gonna be over 60 bucks but like not that it's going to be dead like kill those those teams or whatever but like there's going to be more players there's available gonna be, it's going yeah, to start to be different things that you're going to have to think about it's i think things are starting to swing back the other way where um it'll start balancing out more so i guess that would be a better time to be adding these teams so you can kind of smooth out that transition well and that's the thing too it's not like we're saying let's do this next year yeah we're we're putting an eye on it for being in so in one of the in one of the next like f- i would i would three say to five years so like since the next two years draft picks are out 2024 through 2026 yeah Somewhere in that range, I would say at least Al and myself are one hundred percent on board for transitioning to a twelve-team uh, dynasty league, where the biggest major move would be going from a two-quarterback league to a superflex league. Yeah. So there'd be more money, more playoff teams make it. A bigger percent of the the league makes the playoffs. Um, and there's other things we can do too. Like I always thought you. I don't know if I would do this, but at least the idea of, you know, from that point forward, you know, that's how we can do the initial one where it's um, the the playoff results still do the the back end of the draft. I still draft like the wise. idea of if you're trying to be a bad team you, and, you're, and you successfully did that and threw away a year or two, you should be rewarded with that pick. I don't think you should be. Yeah. So it's, do you want to keep year. it? Do you want to keep it where it's the worst? You know, the worst record gets the number one pick automatically, or you can make it an even. These are the six teams that did make the playoffs. You just you know go six to one, one name each. You can have it weighted, where the team in sixth place um, has a much higher chance of having a lower pick, but they would still have a chance. You know, you have some movement. But it would kind of keep things more balanced or whatever. Um, so that's another thing that we can do for that that initial season, or maybe that initial season plus everything moving forward. It adds some excitement to the draft order, I guess, rather than like, all right, this team blows; they have the number one pick; they're going to get so and so automatically. So, um, which disincentivizes um, absolute tanking. Which I'm not opposed to, but I guess it's it, there's more randomness to everything. Um, one of the bad things is like, say there's seven good teams, um, one of them's gonna miss it if they all of a sudden get the number just, one pick. Yeah, just miss out, get the number one pick, and it happens to be when you know whoever's out there that's you know a game changer, like whether it was Zeke coming out because he was big, um, you know, some some of that caliber where it's like you're adding a top five overall player to an you know, borderline playoff team. So, but that's shit. my biggest fear with it too. And then like, but also if that's, being, if that's the worst case, being a team that is at the bottom, like it's adding an element to luck to the team building aspect to everything. So, yeah, I, I think personally, I'd rather just go with worst first, but 
Yeah. It's it's an option. But I mean, either way, I mean, like, you know, I got shit to do today. So peace fuck out.